Thank you for tuning in to another fun episode with your favorite mask moms, Lori. Hi. And Jennifer, that's me. Juliana is MIA today, recovering from her uh, Princess Half Marathon. We're super proud of her. And tune in on Friday at our um, regular hour on our Facebook group at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where she's going to be joining us with a couple of other special guests to talk to us about all Disney princess half marathon things. So we can't wait for that. Um, Today we have a fun episode for you though. Um, We know that Disney is a way of life for so many of you. And like most cultures and ways of life, Disney culture also has its own customs, traditions, and even language. So let's take out those Disney dictionaries today, unpack the secret meaning behind some of those Disney acronyms that we're so used to hearing, and um, you'll always be ready for a Disney discussion once you know those words. But first, to help us loosen our tongues, let's do our Mouska cocktail. I feel like what we're talking about today too has, it's a Disney culture, but it's also where people are like, oh, you're one of those Disney people. For sure. So if you are one of those Disney people, then you know about the Dole Whip. And if you are a smart Disney adult, then you know about the Dole Whip with rum. Um, So there are a few places that you can find the Dole Whip with rum. Obviously it's not in Magic Kingdom because that is a dry park, unfortunately. But I know, big boo. Um, It's about to go on a tangent. About to go on a tangent of how you bring rum in and blah blah blah. But then I'm like, wait, we can't do that. Then we're getting in trouble. Let's not endorse that. (laughs) We don't ever do anything like that, (laughs) Betty. (laughs) All right. So, but you can find this boozy treat um, at the pineapple. The Nye in Disney's Polynesian Village and Resort. And you can find it at Animal Kingdom Theme Park, which not a lot of people know about that. Um, So there are alcoholic beverages at Animal Kingdom, um, and they do have the Dole with rum. So it is a great cocktail, and it's our pick for this week because it is a big part of the Disney culture. Um, and the Dole Whip is very iconic, um, Disney snack. Speaking of, I saw a cardigan today that had a Dole Whip on it. And I was like, I really need it. And I think I might order that one now after talking about this. It's going to be a lot of tangents today. Okay. Um, so if you don't know what a Dole Whip is for people, it is a pineapple Dole soft served ice cream. So And then you add rum on it. It's not very complicated. Um, They have a few different uh, variations of it. They have one where it's just ice cream or the soft serve and they pour rum on top. Uh, They also have a drink um, that is essentially the same thing, but it's in drink form. So, yes. A melted Dole Whip. A melted Dole Whip. It is. good either in either form. Yes. But for sure, it is worth a trip to the Polynesian Village uh, Resort, it is, they sometimes have different flavors over there too, which I really like. Um, actually, one of our favorites is we did it at nighttime and my kids all got Dole Whips and I got the adult version and we were able to watch the fireworks from there. 
Um, so it was actually kind of cool. Uh, it was instead of dealing with crowds over at Magic Kingdom and that, it was a cool uh, nighttime. And my husband's eyes lit up when he was like, I don't want Dole Whip. And I'm like, with rum. Okay. <laughs> it changes. It changes, changes the landscape. Very quickly. Absolutely. So, yes, that is our cocktail. Yes. So now that we have our iconic cocktail and we, I think we're ready to go and dig into this Disney dictionary. So what would you say, Lori, if I told you we should go grab some WDW ticks for a day MK so we can RD and go to the BTMRR? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people who are like not as Disneyfied as we are may not know anything of what we just said yep. you may not even know if we said that we wanted to go take a nap in the hub what that hub refers to so we are here to kind of even the playing field make it accessible for everybody and talk about these crazy disney acronyms disney language that we're all so used to using every day and we forget mm-hmm. that not everybody is as crazy as we are so if you didn't understand all that you are not alone Disney definitely has its own secret language made up of acronyms, abbreviations, certain lingo. We are here today to translate all of that for you so you never feel out of the loop or out of the conversation ever again. So a good place to start is just the general acronyms that people use all the time, every day for all sorts of different Disney speak. So let's just run through a list. So if you ever hear anybody talking about the TTC they would be talking about the Ticket and Transportation Center. By the way, I'm so used to saying TTC. My husband caught me and he was like, TTC. And I was like, yeah, the... the What does it even stand for? The parking. The parking for Magic <laughs> Kingdom. And I, I couldn't even pull in my head what TTC stood for because that's just... it. Is, transportation and Ticket Center is a very lengthy word. Disney ha- Disney tends to come up with these very, very long names for things. In that example that I just used when I was talking to Lori, the BTMRR is the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But do we ever call it that? I call it Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder. Big Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is no different. The TTC would be the Ticketing and Transportation Center. That's basically where you go. That's like the transportation hub in Disney. So if you are driving your vehicle to the theme parks, to Magic Kingdom, that is where you park. You do not park in the Magic Kingdom. You park at the Ticketing and Transportation Center, and then you take the monorail or the boat. It's over. also where you pick up the Epcot line, which is what people yes. sometimes get confused because when you're coming from Magic Kingdom, you actually have to get off at TTC to get on to the Epcot line. Which is um, important to know because yeah. if you're in Disney World and a CM or cast member, aka employee, <laughs> tells you, oh, you know, you're in Magic Kingdom and you want to go over to Epcot, you just need to take the monorail, but don't forget to, tra- to train change trains in the TTC. Yeah. Now you know what they're talking about. Exactly. And yeah. now I don't have to say transportation and ticket center. <laughs> Another important thing we just told you about CMs or cast members. Um, that is what most people refer to as the employees in Disney World. Disney World and at the theme parks is a production. It's supposed to be like a, a show. And so they are not employees. They are part of the cast and part of the show. They're cast members, which is different from an Imagineer. An Imagineer is another made up word that Disney uses to refer to their 
um, engineer slash imaginative creative employees that do all the designs and come up with all the cool stuff. I say, I feel like cast member, every place calls their employees something different at this point. And I feel like Disney started it, um, you know, over at Universal, I think they call them, what are they called now? Um, team, cast members. Mem team members or cast team members? members? No, team members. Yeah. So you have team members over there at Universal. Then it's just, I feel like every place, whether you're staying in a regular hotel or a Hyatt or a Hilton, you know, they're called team members. So I feel like it's interchanging. Disney's just the only one that's done cast because everything's production, production as you said. So I, yeah, it's everything is cast members. Do not call them employees. That's yes. weird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that's going to be really important to your planning portion of your trip is to know what an ADR is or an advanced dining reservation. And those are important because we all know that now we can make dining reservations 60 days in advance. And it's way, it's way more fun to say, I need to make my ADR. Yes. And a lot of the groups, if you're, if you're on groups on Facebook, um, a lot of the groups actually call, they're called ADRs. Yeah. Um, so you can, when you search, you'll, you, you search ADRs. Um, so this one is a pretty important one. Um, and when we say advanced dining reservations, it's somebody asked me, they're like, well, what does the advanced mean? Doesn't it just mean a dining reservation? Disney's crazy with their dining. So you have to make advanced dining reservations 60 days in advance. Um, so that is part, but yes, ADR is a big, it's probably the most common acronym that you're going to see. I think so too. And I like your point about these other Disney, like Facebook groups and Instagram and stuff when you're, especially the Facebook groups, when you're using them to find out information for your upcoming trip and you're using that search bar, which we love so much. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you'll get more results if you search these acronyms because so many people speak in them. So if you're getting, if you are putting in dining reservations or advanced dining reservations and you're not getting a lot of hits from it, try to put in ADRs and I bet you you'll get a lot more results from that in your search bar. So that's yeah. a good point. So then, of course, everybody likes to, and I don't use these quite as much. I use them when I'm writing. I don't usually use them when I'm speaking, but there are a lot of acronyms that people use to shorten the names of the theme parks. So we know in, um, I never use this one. I call Epcot, Epcot. I was going to say, I call Epcot, Epcot, because it's five. It's, it's five, or it's three more letters of me typing. Yeah. I, some people refer to it as EP. I don't. No. Same with DHS, um, Disney's See, Hollywood Studios. I do HS. Yes. So I, I shorted it even more. Um, and same with Animal Kingdom. That was next. Um, some people do DAK for Disney's Animal Kingdom. I just do AK. Um, and again, this is all typing. So especially like we said in these groups, you'll see these Ackermans pop up and that's what they are. Magic Kingdom MK is the most common one. Yes. Um, that one is the most. Uh, Blizzard Beach BB. I haven't seen that one quite as much. We don't um, talk about it as much. No, we don't talk about it as much. And I feel like if there's one down here further, that's BBB. Um, BBB is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. And that one I use all the time because yeah. I cannot spell Bibbidi Bobbidi. Because they're made up. I can't. I know. <laughs> and and that's that's the big thing too with these search engine, the you know, the searchability 
to everybody spells bibbity bobbity a different way. Yes. So a lot of times it's a lot easier to just type in BBB and see those results. But yes. a lot of these acronyms, again, like I use MKAKHS all the time yes. when I'm writing things, but I'll just say Magic Kingdom or Hollywood or, yes. or whatever. Um, but it's good to know anyway. This one I use all the time for my Disney experience. My Disney experience is the app that Disney uses to um, keep track of your resort reservations, your ticketing, your now your Disney Genie Plus and all, all that fun stuff. But that is always shortened to, I always use MDE. Yes, MDE. Some people use MDX. I don't see that as much. No, I it's, yeah, I use MDE. And again, it's a mouthful, my Disney experience. So it's, you know, especially talking with clients, if I know they've been a few times, then we could start using some Ackermans in there. Um, I will say this is the most widely used one when you're searching. Yes. Um, in groups. MD yes. will pop up every time. Now, this next one is an interesting one because I have always used the acronym and I still always forget what the letters stand for. I somebody know that actually, has... Somebody actually asked me the other day when I said DAS, I go, it's the disability pass. And they go, yeah, but what does DAS stand for? I'm like, disability. Something. You forget because you use it so much. Because again, <laughs> it's it's a mouthful. It's dis yeah. disability access service. But we've forever referred to it just as DAS when it's speaking DAS. and writing. Yes. So that this one's a big one to know, especially if you qualify to use those DAS services. You're going to want to know this acronym. And I don't think anybody uh, in the groups uses does anybody know anything about dis disability access? It's always no. DAS. Yes. So it's DAS. It's, I think they refer to themselves as DAS. I think so too. Um, so yeah. it is, yeah, that one, that one is a huge one. And again, it's definitely one that not a lot of people know what it exactly actually stands for. Yeah. So some of the other acronyms where we're shortening the words, um, AP is an annual pass holder or an annual pass. That one is a really frequently used one. Yeah. I use that, again, interchangeably in talk and text. Um, TS or QS, I don't usually use that in when I'm speaking, but I always use it when I'm writing. TS would refer to a table service restaurant. A QS would be a quick service. I would say it was used a lot when the dining plan when was here. When the dining plan was yeah. here, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll use it a lot. Yes. Again. But it was, okay. that is, I think even in their like diagrams and there are things they said they were sending out, it said TS and QS in there. Yes. Yeah. Um, DVC is something that you may hear about from time to time that it refers to Disney's vacation club, which is their timeshare program that they have. Um, as far as locations, we have DCL, we have DL and WDW. So there's Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, Walt Disney World. Those, I I use DCL a lot when I talk, but I don't ever really say DL or WD. No. It's a mouthful. <laughs> it's No, it's, it's mostly typing, again, in the groups. Um, people are lazy. They don't want to type out that stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because again, all right, this is a great example, again, of how Disney doesn't do anything simple. They use these super long names. So even the acronyms are long. So when we talk about MVMCP or MNSSHP, 
we are talking about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which hopefully it's, those will be back. This I was gonna year. say it's actually I never know the full name, and I have to look at these acronyms so I actually can figure out the full name. That's what I was doing. <laughs> and usually I'm like. It's Halloween party, Christmas party, done. Yes. But these Ackermans, it is the full name. That is the full name of these party tickets, um, which is just a mouthful. It is a mouthful. And again, hopefully they're coming back this year. Um, those refer to the after hours events, parties that are held usually in, in MK, in the Magic <laughs> Kingdom, um, during the Christmas season and during Halloween and nobody ever refers them. And again, like you, I call it the Halloween party and the Christmas party. Yeah. I never call it Mickey and Mickey, Mickey, whatever. <laughs> Mickey's not so scary. It's always Mickey. Minnie needs a party. Right. But when I'm writing about it, it's always the acronyms. Yes. Because even the acronyms, as long as they are, are still shorter than writing Halloween party and oh, Christmas yeah. party. <laughs> They are very lengthy. These next two are new ones. Um, we have LL for Lightning Lane. And then ILL for Individual Lightning Lane, which I feel like it's it makes me ill. It's pretty comparable to it. Um, so these are new ones. Um, I feel like Lightning Lane LL is used quite a bit. Um, I feel like it's even been in some of its media. Um, they shorten it to LL. I think so. I get confused with like the media and stuff that we make yeah. to help our clients versus the stuff that we get from actual Disney. I think at one point in from Disney, it's saying LL. So I think at some point they have, you know, they're trying to make it a little easier. The ill one, I I don't know if that it's one's very appropriate. quite as much because it's, you know. <laughs> it's appropriate. Whatever. It, it is appropriate. I think this next group of things are, um, they're not uh, acronyms, but they are definitely part of the Disney culture. And they're, they're, it's, it's vocabulary, the, the vocabulary that is exclusive to a Disney vacation. So in general terms, these are things that you're going to want to know so that you can kind of get along when you're in Disney. So number one is the rider switch. So that is um, a program that Disney instills in their theme parks where if you have a, a person in your party who is either too short or does not want to ride the particular ride, that doesn't mean that you need to go by yourself. You can um, have one person stay with the person who's not riding while the other people ride and then, and then switch. The riders can switch. So again, it's not this, it's, it is kind of part of still a secret language because it definitely refers to specific things. It is. Um, the same with the single rider. That is kind of self-explanatory, but several attractions in all of the, the Disney theme parks, um, so several of them offer this option where you, if you're just riding by yourself, you can wait in a single rider line. And that's usually a little bit shorter than the general queue. I feel like this one isn't well known um, at other theme parks. They advertise and have signs up that say single riders. Um, mm -hmm. This one is a little hidden, um, but yeah, you can walk up and you're walking through the lightning lane um, yes. as a single rider. Um, so just be prepared that you won't necessarily, I see a lot of families going in sing single rider because it is a shorter line, 
But just know that that means that you're probably not going to ride with the other people in your party. Sometimes it works out. I would say Julian and I did it a few times. We did it on uh, Expedition Everest and we actually ended up riding together. Um, So that worked out. Uh, but yeah, we were expecting to not even be on the same car. So right. that is what Which is a, a good expectation. Yes. And what are some, what are some of the other ones that have it? Millennium Falcon? Millennium Falcon has it. Um, Space Mountain has it. Space Test Mountain drive. is a huge one to use because it's a three car one. And lots of times you're going to have even numbers. And yeah. I feel like that one moves so quick. Test track also, because test track sits three in a row. So okay. that one is a, is a good one to use it on. Um, but yeah, sev- several of the attractions have it. So get to know your your theme park brochure there so that you know. I was which say, it does. Yeah, you're right. It does say it in the map. And at any point in time, go up and ask a CM or a cast member and they will. Or your TA, your travel agent. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we didn't go over that one. <laughs> yes, we are referred to as TAs. Actually, you will see that all over the groups. They will ask for what's the best TA. Do you guys have a TA you use? Blah, blah, blah. That is travel agent. That's uh-huh. us. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. Uh, Rope drop is a really important one. You see a lot of talk about that in the Facebook groups. Rope drop refers to when you get to the theme park before opening and that is rope drop. It's prior to opening and you're there for them to drop that rope and let everybody in. It's a really popular time of day to go because you get to maximize your day at the theme park. The lines are obviously the shortest because people are just getting into the parks. So rope drop. I've seen some people use an RD acronym, but that's not really, yeah, it's not common. Um, park hopper, park hopper. I do know that people drop it to pH, um, but park hopper in general is something that is, um, a term that's exclusive to Disney. And I'm confused on people. I've had a lot of people that are like, what does park hopping mean? I'm like, what are you like park hopping? You just, you just literally you're hopping from park to park. You're hopping. You don't have to hop. You could walk. You don't have to hop. Could run. But I don't. I'm like, I feel like this one is pretty self-explanatory. But just but in case. Other Universal does park to park, which yes. I feel like is a little bit more confusing because it doesn't necessarily say that you're going from a di- like it's park to. I don't know. I feel like that one's a little more confusing than park hopper. I think they're both self self-explanatory, but just in case they're not. Park hopping refers to being able to go from one theme park to the next theme park on That's a single ticket. Day. Yep, on the um, exact same day. On the exact same day. A lot of people talk about four parks in one day. So that means that you would be able to park hop from each of the four theme parks in a single day on a single ticket. It's definitely something that's become a lot more popular over the years. Um, I think also with the Disney Genie Plus being able to use those ride selections in multiple theme parks, yeah. I think it's become even more popular to do. 
Um, and then my, or you could be like my family. The sole reason that we add Park Hopper to our theme park tickets is because my kids like to eat in Epcot every single day. <laughs> and this way we are able to do that no matter what theme park we're spending the majority of our day in. So Park yes. Hopper or Park Hopping. Um, this one is also exclusive to something in Walt Disney World. This is the new Skyliner. So the term Skyliner, when you hear us use that or you see other people using it, Skyliner refers to the new Disney's gondola system that they have that goes in between um, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, the Caribbean Beach Resort, Pop Century, Art of Animation, Riviera, Gondola. Yeah. I feel like this is the one we have to explain the most because um, Skyliner <laughs> is a unique name and specifically to Disney. And then I had the other day, somebody's like, well, what's a gondola? And I got stuck. I was like, it's, it's like the so, cabin for skiing that goes yeah, up on a not wire. Every, not everybody's a skier. So yeah, I, just, I couldn't explain what another word for gondola was. And I think they were starting to think of gondola. And I was like, no, not in the water. Oh, but that would be fun. Right? Um, <laughs> so I feel like this, yeah. So gondola for skiers is the little compartment that you take and you go up the mountain um, like a ski lift. But in Disney, it's still a little compartment. It's big. Yes. Enough. What do they seat? Like six, ten. comfortably eight, ten. ten. They sit ten people and you are you are on a big cable like a cable car yeah right isn't that another word for it a cable yeah, but car. cable car is then in san francisco where that's like a trolley that's cable true car, right yeah so it's it, in the sky it's in the sky hence sky liner yeah sky car sky, sky car. car sky car we're making up our own names now <laughs> well so is disney i know <laughs> Um, just like your favorite mouska moms who like to make up words like mouska moms and mouska cocktail and mouska tips mouse keeping is a big part of your disney walt disney world stay disneyland stay mouse keeping refers to housekeeping so if you are staying in a disney resort chances are very likely that you will have somebody from mouse keeping coming in to at the very least take out your trash probably make your beds somewhere in your stay so a lot of people will leave tips for their mouse keeper or mouse keeping um but that is what that refers to Yes. Um, the Disney Park Pass system and Disney Park reservations are new since COVID. So we all know that now since COVID, it is not enough just to simply have park tickets to visit the theme parks. You also need to make a Disney Park reservation using the Disney Park Pass system, um, which means that you just need to go into your MDE or your My Disney experience. <laughs> you need to connect your or link your reservation, and then you need to go ahead and make those park pass reservations. This one's tricky because basically you're talking about the system versus a reservation. Um, so there are it there is a difference. The park pass system is something used to find the availability if because sometimes parks do sell out. Mm -hmm. um, around spring break, things are selling out. Um, Last you week they sold out. Correct. You're advised on Disney's website to please check the Disney Park Pass system before purchasing any tickets. Um, so that's what this one is. And then the Park Pass reservations is actually your physical reservation to get into that park that day. Um, so yeah, these and ones you'll are know, And you'll know that you have them when you look at your My Disney experience because it'll tell you which park you have a reservation yes. for that day. And I'm and surprised then, actually by looking at these that 
they didn't get abbreviated. I've never seen the abbreviations. That's true. That's true. Hopefully because they're not going to stick around forever, but I feel I, like they're going to. That's I feel like they are too. That's a whole nother one. Um, what's next on our list? Magic bands. Um, this is pretty important. Magic bands have been around for a while. Magic bands are about to go through a transformation here shortly. Um, but they've all had magic bands are simply kind of watches that you watch bands that you wear and it connects everything from your My Disney Experience account into that. Yes. It's um, like your low jack for you for your like, Disney vacation. <laughs> and I guess now you can kind of explain it the way I explained it to people now, which was easier before is it's essentially like an Apple watch, but only for Disney. Yes. Um, and it doesn't actually give you the time, even though throughout your entire day, you're going to lift your hand up to look at it, to look at the time. Yes. All day. Um, all day. All day. Super annoying. But magic bands um, were free anytime you booked on a Disney uh, website or Disney resort. Now they are not free. Um, you do have to purchase them. But the nice part is, is you can go purchase whatever theme character one you want. I know the three of us all have ones that we love. And you can just keep reusing them. So mm -hmm. I have three that I love. Um, and I just keep reusing them once they are linked into your My Disney Experience account. They are there. But Magic Bands are, I feel like they're a rite of passage. Like, I feel like they every are. child and adult needs a Magic Band to fully experience Disney. They're definitely a collector's item. They're definitely becoming not quite as essential as they were a couple of years ago with now everything that you can do on your phone. No, they're um, but yeah, but they're, they're still, they're, they're a great first, um, they're like our first, uh, souvenir from our trip. You get yeah. the magic band for this next trip. So, um, these next two are, are always used interchangeably. And so it's important to understand what they are. It's photo pass and memory maker. So memory maker is the program that you can, or the, the, the element in the package that you can add to your Disney vacation that will give you access to all of those photo pass photographs that you are going to have taken of you on your vacation. So photo pass photographs are all of those pictures that are in like some of those select um, attractions like Space Mountain and Test Track and the Frozen Ever After. And also, there are also those photographs that you have taken of, from those photo pass photographers that are standing all over the parks, like in front of the castle or um, in front of the Tree of Life in the Animal Kingdom or in front of Spaceship Earth in Epcot. Those are the photo pass photographers and the photo pass photographs. Memory Maker is the actual element that you're applying to your package that gives you um, access to all of those images downloaded right in your app. I feel like this is the biggest confusion, um, even for veterans that have been to Disney. I have been told so many times when, and I've heard so many times in the parks while I'm waiting in line for pictures where somebody's like, Hey, you want to get a picture? Oh no, we didn't get memory maker. We can't. It's wrong. You can, yeah. you can get whatever photos you want. They are all going to be brought into your, my Disney experience account, regardless of whether you have memory maker or not. Right. Purchasing memory maker ahead of time gives you $30 off. If you want all your downloads. Right. Um, the other big misconception I feel like is that people think that if they don't buy the memory maker package that they don't have, they can't get any other photos. You still can. You can purchase it afterwards. It's $30 more expensive, or you can actually purchase one photo. 
right. um, or two photos. You can do whatever you would like to do. Um, but everyone is allowed to get the photo pass photos. Everyone is allowed to stand in lines and use them. Um, but this one is super confusing for people. Um, and I, I, even people, you know, clients of mine that did not get the memory maker and they chose not to, I, I still write in there, please go get pictures taken. Stop at the photo pass people, get your pictures taken. If you see your picture and you want to scan your band to make sure it gets onto your account after the ride, um, do it because you never know what picture is going to come in and whether you want to buy it and you still can after the fact, which Good I think point. is a cool part of Disney. Um, where I feel like in other parks and other things that, you know, they're like, oh, I didn't get the photos. So nobody ever goes to get the photos. Go get right. all the photos you want. Get them. And it's good also for those people who aren't sure how much they're actually going to use it and who are mm -hmm. on the fence about applying it to their package ahead of time. I mean, it's going to be more expensive if you don't, but go and see. And if you wind up using it all the time and you have hundreds and hundreds of photos, then it's going to be worth that extra $30. But yeah, I just like, it, especially as a mom too, that when you don't purchase it and after the vacation, you're like, oh my God, I wasn't in a single picture mm -hmm. that you can still go on your, my Disney experience account, go under photos. And if you find that picture where you're actually in it, that you're still the option to buy it. Yes. So yes. Good point. Yes. We already talked a little bit about the hub. I know that that's come up a lot in some of our previous podcasts with Juliana, but the hub refers to the patch of green area in front of Cinderella Castle in the Magic Kingdom. That's just a cute little one to throw it in It is there. my favorite area in Magic Kingdom other than the people mover. Well, you know, the funny thing, so they have this t-shirt that um, I've seen everywhere now, but it's a green t-shirt yeah. and then and it says hub hub grass is my hub something the hub is my favorite color or something yeah. like that and people are like i see every time i see it i see an equal amount of people like oh i love that and then another equal amount of people going i don't get it yeah <laughs> and it's because the hub is the green grass so that green that hub green is my favorite color now you can now you can all understand the inside joke you can be part of it Yes, the hub is there. It's wonderful. It is turf too. A lot of people don't know that. It's turf. So which is why it's always perfectly manicured it, and it's perfectly, it's lovely to sit on. You don't have it does get a little itchy um because it is turf grass. <laughs> but it's yes. the best shade of green. But it is a lovely area to sit in, take a nap, or curl up in the fetal position like Juliana. <laughs> And then this last general term that we have, we already talked about cast members and they're called that because this is a big production. Um, you'll also hear the cast members oftentimes referring to backstage in the theme park. And that refers to any um, not guest front facing area of the theme park. So, you know, behind the scenes is backstage. Yes. Um, of course, there are a lot of rides that get abbreviated because, again, we can't say it enough. Disney loves their long, 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 long ride names. And so we tend to abbreviate them whenever we can. Most of these I use all the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> examples are 7DMT, which it refers to the Seven, Dwarf, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I never call it that. I would say, I feel like th this is where you're going to get Seven Dwarfs Mine Train concerned into Seven Dwarfs. 
Which I call it mind train. Mind train. I was just going to say, then it goes to mind train. And then when you're typing, you're like, I'm not even going to put mind train. It's seven DMT. Done. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yes, it is. That one is definitely used a lot. The next one, which is R-O-T-R. All, all the, the time. time. Um, and that one's rise of the resistance. When I'm speaking, I just say rise. Yeah. Um, M-M-R-R, Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway, which is, could could you make it any more complicated? <laughs> I can't, but you can abbreviate Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway goes to Mickey and Minnie's train. Mickey um, train. <laughs> the Mickey train is what it's gone down to Logan and then typing M-M-R-R. Mm-hmm. Um, which Mickey, sounds like a vaccine, by right? the way. <laughs> Next one, I can't like even abbreviating it kills me because it's B T M R R, which we talked about, which is Big Thunder Mountain, Mountain Railroad. Railroad, um, Big Thunder, Thunder Mountain, Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it goes to. STD, slinky. It's not a venereal match. disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Slinky Sorry. Dog Dash, which gets shortened down to Slinky Dog. I barely know sometimes that it's actually called Slinky Dog's Dash. It's yeah. Slinky Dog. Um, and then TOT, which is used quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is, I, I probably use that one the most, um, which is, um, oh my Tower. God, I'm blanking. Tower, Tower of Terror. <laughs> it's actually, the full name is? Uh, Twilight. The, Twilight, yeah, the Twilight yeah, Zone, the Twilight Tower, Zone of Tower of Terror. Of Terror. There we go. Yeah. 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 Again, I think somebody just sits there and loves making these as long as humanly possible. Yes. Um, I don't, and I don't, I don't abbreviate that when I'm talking. I call it Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. It's just when you're typing it, I put it, um, you'll see a lot of these again in Facebook groups. Um, and then the one I use the most on a daily thing, and this is me just handwriting too, um, is the resorts. Um, yes. the resorts again with every single Disney, it they're long. Um, you know, Poly- Polynesian village, village. the yeah. Disney's Polynesian village and resort, something along those lines. Polly. Yeah. Done. <laughs> That's anytime you hear anybody say Polly, it's the Polynesian. Cause it, it's just so long. Everything is just so long. The Grand Floridian it's, and everything is Disney's Grand Floridian, Floridian. Resort and Spa, yes. but GF. And then some are resorts, some are resorts and spas. Mm-hmm. So yes, GF, uh, Beach Club, which is Disney's Beach Club, something, something, um, BC. Um, I feel like Caribbean gets used a lot, which is CBR. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest one, Disney's Art of Animation is AOA. Um, all the that, time. All the time. And again, this is going to be really helpful for you if you're trying to look up information on a resort. Nobody is writing, do you ever stay at the Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa? No. (laughs) So look up these um, acronyms in the search bar and I bet bet you'll be surprised at how many more posts you'll see about it. Yes. So then is our last category of Disney speak, which I kind of love. So Disney goes all out in their themings and, you know, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is no exception. Um, Again, a long, long name for what it actually is. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, aka Star Wars Land, 
Yeah. Um, this is in Disney's Hollywood Studios. They actually have their very own alien language that they've created. And it's super fun to learn some of these sayings and language so that you can kind of enhance your trip when you're there. Because if you go up to a cast member in Galaxy's Edge and you say some of these things, um, it's always fun It's yeah. because they're they're wanting you to, to kind of get into character. So... Um, if you don't know about it, a little bit of background, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is the new land in Hollywood Studios. Um, it is a planet on Batu, and the inhabitants of this area are referred to as Batuans. Um, the village that you're going to visit in this theming is the Black Spire Outpost. It's actually a haven for smugglers. So that is some really cool history there too, to kind of know the, the set the scene, the theme, set the scene for the theme of your of your trip there. Um, in the storytelling of this planet, it's really important to know. My kids correct me all the time. So in the story of this planet, you are the guest, you are captured by the first order, and the resistance is trying to help you escape. So that's a really important backstory to know, especially if you're going on Rise of the Resistance. So while you're roaming around the planet, you can enhance your experience, have fun mingling with the locals, and use some of these really common Batuan phrases. For example, if you are visiting uh, a Batu or the Black Spire Outpost in the morning and you go up to a cast, mourner and, cast member and you say, bright suns, that's basically the equivalent of saying... Good morning. I was say, I feel like that one's used the most. Um, that one is, yes. Bright suns, rising moons, I feel like, which is uh, good afternoon, good evening. Um, that one, not quite as much. I always hear bright suns. I hear it too. And it's fun. I mean, it's always fun to kind of put yourself in the story as much as you can. And they do, they really do play with you. And that's part of the experience. So um, the next one is, may the spires keep you. I don't hear this as much. And if I no. do hear it, I know that this person knows what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's basically a phrase of well wishing. So, you know, when you're maybe when you're saying goodbye after you start your conversation with bright suns and then you have a conversation with this this member of the first order, whoever it is that you're talking to. And then as you're leaving, you say, may the spires keep you. That would be a great conversation and all in Batuan. Yes. Um, I feel like younglings is used a lot. Yes. Um, and I feel like because it's not made up words um, and people actually know what they're saying, but I have every single time I'm in there, I hear younglings um, yes. every time. Anytime I'm with a photo pass member, they'll say younglings, please come up here. Um, that one is used by far, I, I think the most with bright suns. Um, and see, I have teens, so I hear a lot of them being referred to as the Padawans because okay. they're a little bit older. But yes. um, but again, they're putting them in the story, which is super fun. Uh, if you're looking for the bathroom, instead of asking for the bathroom, you might want to ask where the refreshers are. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you, so we we were in Disneyland when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened up, and we were there in the first week or two. And they were really, really making a point to do this language. And I kept asking where the restroom was and he kept telling me refreshers. And I was like, no, I don't need a drink. Can you it's, tell me where the restroom I is? I was going to say, it sounds like you're ask, asking for like a, 
an acai cocktail. Right. And he kept, and he kept, and my husband at that point was like, what the hell? And I'm like, no, the restrooms, where are the restrooms? Pee pee, and, pee pee, and, toilet. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the refreshers, they're right there. I'm like, I don't. And at that point, I think we just gave up and we just started walking. So I know refreshers because that one threw me for quite the loop. And being a TA and everything else, I was like, I didn't know that. I feel stupid. <laughs> well, now you do. Um, another one with having teens that I hear all the time, especially when we're online waiting for ROTR or Millennium Falcon is data pads. And that yeah. is what they will refer to their cell phones as. So you know, get off your data pads. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Data pads. You can actually hear, I believe when you're getting on those on rise or millennium, you can actually hear in the announcements, please put away your data pads. <laughs> it's cute. It's it cute. is. It's very cute. Um, and then this one, I, I have to say, I've never heard it or seen it except for when I was researching for this episode, but apparently Ignite the spark is how you would greet people in the resistance, and then they would reply, light the fire. Oh, that's kind of cool. It makes sense for like their cause that they're yes. that they're doing, but um, I'm I kind of want to try that one next time and see if, yeah. if I get a response. So that one's cool. Just fun little things to enhance your experience the next time you're in um Batu. Yes. So do we have any tips? All right. So I think the tip is basically that. So we kind of gave you a second language when it comes to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge um, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They have their own language. Um, they also have it over at Disneyland as well. Um, but enhance your time at uh, those parks and use this language. It'll make it a little bit. Plus, if your mom's listening or dad's listening to our podcast, this will make you th seem like a rock star to your kids. Um, this will really show them that you know what you're talking about and it'll give them something cool to say. I know my kids love to come up with new words and everything else. So give it a try. Um, and if not try some of the acronyms we gave you too, with some of the cast members. Um, you know, it's always nice to know when you can speak in their language and ask your direct questions that you need and to know exactly what they're talking about back with you. I think that's what we got. Yes. So thank you for spending another fun episode with us. If you can't get enough of us, make sure that you are following our Facebook group at Mask Moms Podcast, where we go live with all the news out of Disney for the week and our new time every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, check out our blog at Mask Moms with an S blog.com. And of course, be sure that you are following our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Here I see. see you real soon. Why? Because we like you.